You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. From the author of the book by the same name, it's The Best Saturdays of Our Lives Podcast with Mark McRae. We're the E E E E E Walks. We're the spirits of the forest moon. Hey, everybody. As the title implies, we are discussing droids and Ewoks, the two 1985 Lucasfilm cartoons that showed up on ABC. We all have some uh, wildly varying opinions on it. Uh, but hey, who's who's joining us today? Well, first, of course, your Mr. Mark McRae, known in some Bronx dance hall circles as MC Cray Cray. <laughs> wow. What up, Mark? Hey, everybody. Happy 2022. Happy 2022. Now, for a super double deluxe special treat, we've brought in some of our crew over from Thunder Talk. We have the incomparable Beth Allo. Yub nub. Yeah, nidub to chub chub. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is Best Saturdays. Um. <laughs> Kavika. What's up, friends? Hey. hey. Why... Why are we talking about this today, Mark? Droids and Ewoks. I remember Dan and I having a conversation about the Ewoks, the animated series, and I just didn't remember it at all. I had never heard of it. That kind of got me a little curious. And then one night, Ron wanted to show me this cartoon he had been watching called Droids. And so I watched with him. I'm like, oh, this is the show that Dan was talking about. And then, of course, Dan gave me a complete download <laughs> and history of both series. Why don't we go ahead and dive into droids? So the show followed the animated adventures of R2-D2 and C-3PO. It, it takes place before the original trilogy. Uh, retrospectively, you'd be like, well, that's after Revenge of the Sith. And you could say, uh-huh, mm-hmm, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I suppose it does. Uh, but really, this is also supposed to take place prior to Star Wars, if you will. Right. Well, let's just start off with the theme song for droids. Rapping softly in a danger zone. No weapon in my hand. It's just this phrase. like supposed to be like some type of 80s jam but i was like i could sing like this i'm pretty sure because it didn't cut <laughs> it wasn't hitting me but you know beth was over there like tapping her feet like it's a bop man she was into it she's like oh this is awesome you know and i'm like what are you talking about i mean i didn't necessarily think it was awesome but it was very 80s and i felt like it was fitting of the the show especially at the time that the show came out yeah, when I heard the song for the first time, Ron and I talked about it too. He goes, yeah, it sounds like uh, they were definitely going for a certain 80s sound. And I find out that the guy that wrote it, the In Trouble Again theme song, is Stuart Copeland of The Police. What? So I was like, oh. <laughs> no kidding. That's cool. Yeah. No kidding. So this, this show sort of has like, you know, real rock and roll royalty. <laughs> In terms of music opens. In Japanese, 
Well, well, they definitely try and display that rock and roll royalty with the haircuts. Because, like, the one of the very oh first, gosh. like, main characters was, like, Taco Mullet Girl. Yeah. And, like, she oh. had, and yep. I was like, I she, <laughs> she had, like, this taco on top it, of a mullet. It was, like, a dyed taco. And it was the oh craziest thing. And then, like, you had both the new, like, the original, the first masters, they both had, like, half side shaved heads. The one guy had a full mohawk, and then the other guy had, like, a half mohawk. Yeah, but I was thing? expecting them to, like, to drop down and start. Oh, what, what kind of dancing was that? Um, break where dancing. they spin around? Break, break dancing. dancing. I was yeah. like, oh, man, they're going to start break dancing. You need more. Never got a break dance one. No, <laughs> so. it, well, no, dude. It was almost like, you know, MTV invaded Tatooine. Right. You're definitely yes. trying to appeal to a modern audience. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, the cartoon to me sort of has the style of uh, like that heavy metal movie that came out maybe a couple of years before. Yeah, it has almost a European, almost a, a continental animation style. Right. Right. Because Ron kept saying, well, it kind of looks like Filmation, which is one of my favorite animation companies, but I didn't really see the Filmation look. I saw more heavy metal. And uh, I was like, hmm. And that kind of pulled me in. I said, okay, I want to see what this cartoon is all about now. I'm interested, intrigued. It, It had like a very modern look that you didn't necessarily see on Saturday morning TV at the time. That cartoon for Saturday morning standards, it's, you know, a little edgy. <laughs> oh, but budget-wise, you could tell that they were they were uh, almost in a class of their own. Right, yeah, right. Well, and like the animators, they were drawing the cruisers and, and the, the speeders and all that really well. There were some things that I didn't like the way they were showing C-3PO. And it, okay, I get it. Okay. Oh, kind of <laughs> making him spongy. Yes. So um, Peter Saunder wrote a lot of droids. And then like he did Inspector Gadget, Care Bears, Babar, uh, Never Ending Story Cartoon, Strawberry Shortcakes, Rupert, things like that. So he I don't know. He had more kind of like he gave C-3PO a slapstick where he'd fall down a lot, you know, show all the clumsiness like they were going for like those low-hanging fruit jokes where it's like yeah waka 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 you know you know that kind of (laughs) (laughs) so what you know something you would appreciate when you were six or eight so they you know like they were trying to pull in the older people with one you know here's star wars we're showing you cool ships and speeders heck even the first the guy pulls out a lightsaber i was like what do you do with the lightsaber bro you're not a jedi yeah yeah, right right get that friend yeah and then but you never see it again but i was just like where did that come from you know so that (laughs) those there were certain continuity issues but i don't think that they really cared about that at that time because really star wars was still a relatively new ip as far as like how we see it you know it was like less than 10 years old you know whereas like to us it's yeah. a whole, it's a, a lifetime <laughs> do you like podcasts then you're gonna hate thunder talk tasteless subject matter mature humor contempt for our co-hosts unapologetic social views edgy music and total irreverence for the nerd junk we love are all reasons why no one no one no one should listen to thunder talk find us on the eso network and all podcasting platforms or don't whatever 
it actually, from what I understand, helped kill the IP in its time. <laughs> hey, that happens. That happens. You know, people think, you know, that Star Wars has been around as long as the Catholic Church at this point, that it's a sacred <laughs> institution. It's not. And it was not nope. at all secure in its place in history back in its day. Uh, so ABC, when approached to do this show, said, no, we don't want a lot of violence. That still wasn't flying at the time. Uh, we don't want a whole lot of guns and stuff in the show. Well, it's a Star War, you know? Yeah. It's all about mm-hmm. laser guns and drama, you know, back set behind a curtain of militarism. So they had very little to work with in terms of porting over the idea and the aesthetic of Star Wars into the show. I remember every week tuning in going, okay, maybe they'll show Star Wars next week. Maybe this will feel like Star Wars next week. There were two years outside of Return of the Jedi, the toys. Uh, these toys were not in the same style. And the show helped hasten everyone's everyone getting over Star Wars. People got over Star Wars. And, and this was one of the properties that helped them do that. Wow. And it went away for a while. Yeah. Wow. Well... You know, it was definitely a misstep, and maybe this is one of these shows that probably should have been syndicated, and if it had been syndicated, they could have pushed the envelope a a lot more story-wise. And so, to me, it's almost a case of the right show, but on the wrong platform or wrong network. Yeah, okay. it was, unless you have, like, really super talented writers, what the show needed a little bit of was sort of like what Thundar has. You still can't do violence. But you got to make things exciting and watchable. And right. I think that maybe the writers for this show didn't really know how to strike that balance. Uh, was it Peter Saunders? I mean, he wrote to to an audience that was young, right? And mm-hmm, I understand, mm-hmm. like, with censoring and everything at that time, you know, we we don't want to portray violence and stuff. And so that's probably right. where yeah. all this, the, the slapstick, right? So what do, what do children right. typically live, uh, laugh at? They laugh at when people fall down and, like, supposed to get hurt, but don't get hurt or fart jokes. Like, those sure. are the, those are the totally. things. Totally. <laughs> those are the things that kids laugh at. And so they yeah. went heavy handed on, on that front. Um, they did do a good job of trying to, like, give like storyline continuity like mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the story so like these three or five episodes they all went together serialized it was a serialized show one yeah. episode went into the next into the next yes. that was that was pretty hardcore for its day Absolutely. yeah yeah I, and i and i like that too the fact that it was a continuing story and people that you know you start to like their story may end and new people may come in right i thought that was pretty like progressive you know, Best. I mean, even just for for a kid's show, you know, a lot of kid's show, they don't do stuff like that. And uh, so that part of it was cool. Totally. It was really cool. Beth, you got something? Oh, I have a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Well, the main thing that bothered me, like it bothered me what Kavika said, that they leaned so hard into the slapsticky stuff. But just with C-3PO, that was kind of what was frustrating about it is because no one else was really doing the slapsticky stuff except C-3PO. He was like the butt of all the jokes. And they did that like a little bit in the movies, but the way they did it in the movies made sense and the way that they did it in the cartoon was just like oh haha c-3po is gonna fall over here for no reason i i do like like the continuing storyline thing but i felt like there was no backstory to anyone or any character they just kind of threw it all in 
and they're like, well, we know who C-3PO and R2 are, so that's enough. And it's like, no, why should I give a crap about these characters? Why are these characters at odds with these other characters? We don't know. They just are. Yeah. I also feel like it was purposely done this way that they didn't want to necessarily link that animated series to any of the live action movies, really. It's just like, okay, this would be his own little thing. You know, it kind of reminds right. me of Gene Rod- Roddenberry and the animated Star Trek. You know, it's not connected and until until it was. I just needed some reason why the masters in the show were fighting with the people that they were fighting with. It was just kind of like, they didn't like each other and they're fighting. Okay, but (laughs) why? And why why should I care about any of this? No, I I think Beth's requests in terms of just basic storytelling are very reasonable. Uh, for mm-hmm, me as a kid, mm-hmm. I was very much like, no, I want full connection to the movies. Damn it. Right. I want to see a Tauntaun, uh, at least. Give me a Jabba Hut. Uh, they do throw in Bubba Fett, though. Bubba Fett they does did. show with, up. With his, like, shooting lasso thing. It was like, yeah, he's, no. he has, like, a Spider-Man wrist cannon that shoots out a lasso to hold the people i was like yeah what, what? Yeah. and then he just like kind of pulls the people i was like you know i had i had a lot of expletives on that but you know hey i get it it's a it's a kid's show they're maybe they're just showing new tech for you know boba fett you know dan you had said that the network didn't want guns but there is a show where there's some laser fire going on. There's always laser there's fire. An episode. Like, yeah, okay. there is. There is. Nothing close to even G.I. Joe from what I remember. M- maybe as close on a rare occasion. Well, that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> More laser fire. <laughs> that Kavika made a point that, you know, the show was for a younger audience and that slapstick generally does go over. Mm-hmm. But I think even the six-year-olds, hell, I would have been six, seven when the show came out. Mm-hmm. Even even the mm-hmm. little kids were like, no, I want some Star Wars. Yeah. You know, if I want yeah, some slapstick, I'll, watch, I'll go watch the snorks. You <laughs> well, know? Right. I think that's just what the idea was at the time, because the people that make the animation, especially, you know, the 80s and before... They didn't really give kids any credit. It's just like, oh, well, if we make it a cartoon, kids will watch it and they'll buy toys. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's always been the issue. The audience was treated pretty stupid, like they were stupid or they're just kids. What do they know? And right. I'm just like, you know, people like us, we're just like, uh, no, we're actually watching the shows and we like it when you guys do a good job and we don't like it when you guys do a crappy job. <laughs> so, right. yes, give well, us credit. Obviously, they didn't do good enough of a job because Droids was only one season. <laughs> only it? one season yeah. with the name Star Wars on it. That just shows you how precarious the IP was at the time. Well, well, there is a little more to the story. That's why I sent that schedule. So Ewoks and Star Wars droids were up against Muppet Babies. That was killing it on CBS. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. Smurfs, that was killing it even more on NBC. Right. Okay, Droids was supposed to go up against a certain a, a different IP, and then they had Ewoks, right? And then Ewoks mm-hmm. was their answer to like gummy bears. And what I want to know right. is which came first, like who fielded that idea, or was there some like corporate espionage happening at the same time? Because they both put out in 1985 Ewoks and gummy bears at the exact same time. So they're like, we're gonna have 
bears battling bears. See, I don't, <laughs> I don't network. think that's what happened. I think bears were just a popular thing for kids because it's like, there's Care Bears, there's the Berenstain Bears. There were bears all over the place. There, before all of that, there was Yogi Bear. Like, Teddy Ruxpin. Bears are a thing that are easy to queued up and give to kids but also i think in the popularity of the star wars universe kids loved the ewoks because they were cute and kids liked the androids because they were that comic relief in the movies so it's like oh well and the ewoks were also kind of the comic relief so it was like if we make these into cartoons kids will watch them they'll buy more stuff gold mine i don't think they were worried about who was making gummy bears or what other animated bears were doing what? You know, this was the cutesy era, you know, started by the Smurfs in 1981. And when the Smurfs hit, everybody started making cute shows. And folks, if you remember, Dan and I talked about this in a very early podcast. Yeah, pretty pretty early season one stuff there, people. The cutesy era. It's fully in yeah. line with all that. And Beth, everything you said was totally correct. In fact, exactly. the idea of the Ewoks tapping into that market goes all the way back to the pre-production of Return of the Jedi. Uh, one of the producers, Gary Kurtz, I think was his name, uh, left mm-hmm. the movies uh, in part because George Lucas is like, oh, no, I've, we've got these Ewoks and the test audience kids love them. And they're like teddy bears, but like noble savage teddy bears. <laughs> yes, they were. And boom, you've got the Ewoks in the movie. And then you had the two Ewok live action movies that came out both before and after yeah. the, uh, the animated series. And then you have the cartoons. George Lucas was on a, uh, had a long term plan for the Ewoks in exchange for money from children. <laughs> and the cartoon was part of that post-Star Wars revenue stream that he had planned out. The Ewoks, oh you can God. damn near consider a spinoff from the overall Star Wars IP when you really look at why they existed and how they were used. It's Ewok Village. I must see my friends. Let's set. I'll get them. Dear me, what a close call. It's C-3PO, New Logre, and Ewok Village playset. Action figures, each sold separately. You have to put it together. I'm Logre, the Ewok medicine man. Take me to your leader. Your throne, O Golden King, will celebrate with special stew, a barbecue. No celebration for me until my friends are free. Very well, Your Majesty. Ewok Village playset from Star Wars Return of the Jedi collection. Action figures sold separately. New from Kenner. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network droids on its own merit died after one season and by one season like 13 episodes plus the heap which was are we going to do a next season are we not no let's take those first two episodes and cram them into a an Mm hour-long movie that will show i think i saw it at 7 p.m on a saturday night thinking oh droids are coming back oh never mind (laughs) you walked limped along for two seasons well what's what's interesting though is on droids you see like marquee placement george lucas right oh, at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You, you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, right, like but you don't see that on ewoks however i think ewoks 
is better than droids as far as just a watchable cartoon. The market would agree with you, considering it had a second season and droids didn't. Right. One right. of the writers is a really good writer. Uh, Paul Denny? Like, Paul Denny did... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Tiny Toons. Yeah. He's done so much Batman, long list of DC stuff. He made uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Flash Gordon. Hell, he even wrote on Lost. I could watch Ewoks. Now, I will say... We started, we were rewatching these and we were like doing it back to back. Like we'll watch droids and we'll watch Ewoks. I wanted to get that experience just like they were watching on Saturday morning, right? They, oh, one episode, one cool. episode. So we go back right. and I did fall asleep <laughs> on the first episode of Ewoks, but it went to be, to be a fair, it was like 945. I'd already yeah, had right. like a yeah. bourbon, like it, that I, my mind was going to sleep anyway. Right. I mean, there were some weirdness to it. Like their main antagonist was like those weird beings that kind of look like the Grinch. Oh, the Dulocs? <laughs> yeah. The Dulocs, yeah. right? Is that what they were called? Yeah. But like, they didn't know, like to bathe and they they look like a bunch of bunch of cut rate Grinches. Yeah. Well, and they yes. lived in a swamp. <laughs> I mean, okay, and maybe they complained I'm being about flies all the time. So maybe, maybe so. bathing was against their religion. Well, one, well, one noticeable difference, like we talked about storyline continuity with droids. Ewoks really didn't have that, right? Right, totally episodic. So yeah. each one was its own individual thing. Now, I mean, there were some cool things, like the main chief. Anytime he wanted to use really cool powers, and he sat around the table, he pulled out his magical dreidel. And it gave people like it's like a crystal ball, and I was like, "Man, look at that! I want that magical dreidel, yo!" You know, so <laughs> I mean, like, there were some interesting things. Uh, that's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah, the vibes of Ewoks definitely reminded me of Smurfs, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why Ewoks was more successful, is because. Even yeah. though it was like, you know, different setting, different stories, it gave those same vibes that Smurfs gave. And it was in the perfect right. time. Again, that was the, the cutesy era of Muppet mm -hmm. Baby, Smurfs, Snorks. Uh, Wuzzles. Wuzzles. Care Bears. Shirt Tails. Yep. Well, the other, the other interesting thing I read, you know, researching uh, Ewoks was that the second season, they made it a little more cutesy. More so than the first season, but I haven't seen the second season, so I would have to defer to people who have. <laughs> I, I felt like it was almost exactly the same. I mean, to me, okay. but maybe okay. maybe my forty-two-year-old mind can't discern differences between like <laughs> levels of cutesiness on that like fine minutia. There's a certain <laughs> level once 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 you meet a certain level of cutesy, it, it's like it's all just cutesy. <laughs> it's all right, it's right, all, it's, right. It's, it's, all, it. it's all cutesy to me. I don't remember the second season, but I read that in the second season, instead of the whole episode being one story, they broke it up where they would tell like two 10 minute stories instead of one 20 minute story, which is another thing that makes me go, they were going for Smurfs vibes. Yeah, yeah that's what the Smurfs does. That's real important. Yeah, the formatting totally changed. Yeah, the format, right. The only reason they did that was based purely on their numbers from the season before. They're like, look, yeah. we, I don't like what we're seeing. We've got enough to push us into a second season, but we need something needs to change. Well, didn't something Snorks go, do that as well? On Snorks, didn't they do sh like two short stories instead of one long yes. story? And yes. maybe Wuzzles too. Yeah. 
the more I think about it, I'm like, there were more shows that did that that were the Saturday yeah. morning cartoons kind of going for the younger crowd. Right. Well, they got Anthony Daniels to do the voice, making it authentic, playing C-3PO. I was very thrilled that Anthony was doing the voice, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. watching this and... It, you know, it, it didn't dawn on me when this originally aired, but it completely, I was like, hey, isn't that the guy that does C-3PO? Because, I mean, same, infl- you know, you, when you recognize somebody's voice, you're like, that's the same inflection of word usage and things like that. So I, I was happy to see, or I was happy to hear that, you know, it, I just, man, I wish they would have done C-3PO a little bit more justice, but I'm sure he was just like, a paycheck's a paycheck. <laughs> right why not and it's a kid's show why not do it? he might have thought it was a, a great idea you know so but i always think it's cool when they get the original voices because i don't necessarily like sound alikes i mean sometimes if the original actor doesn't want to do the animated series then you got to get someone to sound like him or her but i like when they can pull something like this off because i think if they hadn't gotten anthony daniels it just wouldn't have been the same cartoon oh absolutely yeah there's so much more work to be had by more people than there ever was back in the day. I, I mean, if you were a TV actor, you know, you might have 10 or 12 maybe good years. That's the average. And then you just kind of faded into obscurity. You know, some people lasted, of course, longer than that, but there just wasn't a lot of opportunity. Like if you wanted to do a theatrical movie, that meant that you were late to returning to your show. You know, stupid stuff like that. So you might have lost out on a on a role because your TV show tied you down. But now, because everyone doesn't wait until the fall to promote their shows and everything is premiering everywhere, I feel like it gives people more opportunities to be featured on a broadcast show, on a cable show, on the same night, and it's two different shows, two different networks. I'm glad that the entertainment industry has evolved to that type of plan because it's a win-win for everybody. And even animation, too. I mean, the same applies. Back in the Saturday morning years, it wasn't a lot of money for animation. And nowadays, Uh when you have animation with these big cable companies, they can afford big budgets because it's a global market and all the other networks around the world are putting all their money into the same pot. So one episode could be five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000, no problem. And then everyone gets their own versioning, different languages of the same product. So uh, I wish they would have had something like that back in the 70s or 80s. But the world was not set up for that type of global expansion that would have helped animation. Yeah, well, pre, it's all pre-internet, really, you know. Like, right, right. Pre, pre, pre-civilian internet, you know. <laughs> Right. Well, I, yeah, so I would, it wasn't attached yeah. to a missile silo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next evolutionary leap in the Thunderverse has arrived. The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? The Ring of Thunder is a whole week's wrestling in a half hour. What? Every show. What? 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 You come up around here wetting in sexy Thor's yard like he's anything but the hammer swinging, burrito eating, mic blazing, marking out but never tapping out Lord of Thunder, like you would do anything but sit down, open your ears, and take in the Ring of Thunder wherever you find your podcasts like you would find any other podcast in the Thunderverse. Hello. 
Have you ever wondered how much Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster sold Superman's rights to DC for? Or which uh, popular football star was Sam Wilson the Falcon's physical appearance based on? You can find all that and more at the History of Comics podcast, a podcast dedicated to the creators, events, history, and the companies that made the great comic book medium. Hosted and created by your friendly neighborhood, J.T. Wheatley. Please give it a listen at iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, and all our podcasting platforms. Thank you, and go ahead and enjoy yourself a good comic book. Dang, by the Kavika, bring in the knowledge. Talk about reading the notes, double downing, doing doing the research, doing the homework. Thank you both so much for showing up here on Best Saturdays. Absolutely. I mean, we're the E E E E E walks. That was awesome. If you want to find more Beth Kavika, you gotta go check out Thunder Talk. That's where you also get Mark and I. And all kinds of cussing. Otherwise, Beth, where can we find you out there on the internet? Twitter, at Noplahoma. Boom. Kavika? Twitter as well. K-to-say rambles on. All right. Twitter's Twitter's pretty popular. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the go-to. But, you know, most importantly, you can find me on Thunder Talk. Hell yeah. Find us all on Thunder Talk. In fact, some of this episode is going to be on Thunder Talk. Yeah. So if you want the whole, if you want the whole picture, you're going to have to stomach... A very different kind of show in order to get it. <laughs> a lot more bourbon and whiskey went into this. Ooh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast is a co-production of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives studios and the Weirdos Workshop. To get a personalized signed copy of the Best Saturdays of Our Lives book, go to thebestsaturdaysofourlives.com. This is Mark McRae signing off. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.